Hello there and welcome to our podcast. This is Cleve Gaddis. I'm host of the Go Gaddis Real Estate Radio Show every Saturday morning at 9 a.m. on AM 920. I'm also a local real estate agent uh, who've lived in the city of Johns Creek for 21 years, so I'm very interested in the local political environment, what happens from a policing standpoint. This is where I live. This is home for me. And I have two very special guests. I have Brian Weaver, who has been a close friend of mine for 20 plus years. Uh, and I'm honored to have you here, 37 year veteran of Fulton County and Johns Creek Police Department. I've always admired your service. I also have a gentleman who happened to be my roommate in the Johns Creek That's Leadership right. Program, Paul Michaud, who is also recently retired. Both of you guys have retired from the police department in the last year. Is that correct? That's correct. Correct. Yeah, so you maybe more like two years, yeah, Brian, more like two years. Yep, yes. and then you one year. So I'm really excited to be here. Now I want to kind of set up the scenario. I have uh, a family member who has fairly significant mental health issues. My sister and I have been dealing with this situation now for four or five years. Paul, right. you know, Brian, you know, and there's just not a lot of help. So what happens is the mental health issues wound wind up being dealt with by law enforcement and or, or even sometimes in in you know the prison system and they're not capable they're not they don't have the ability to really solve the problem and so i think what we're going to talk about today is an important initiative in the city of johns creek in partnership with the state of georgia uh, to help in situations where people have mental health illness. And so, Paul, I'd like to start out with you. And why don't you just tell me a little bit about the program? And then, Brian, feel free to comment, you know, chime in anywhere anywhere you want to. Sure. So looking back, um, I guess it was probably 2004 uh, with, with the Fulton County Police. Yep. There was an initiative. Actually, the chief volunteered me to, to go to Memphis uh, Police Department okay. to hear about a program called the Crisis Intervention Team. Okay. And so... Um, a group of us Fulton County agencies went to uh, Memphis. Uh, we went through a week week long type class. Right. Um, we met with a lot of uh, mental health professionals, uh, doctors. Went through the training and with the um, with the hope to bring it back to Georgia. Got it. How long had that program been in place? If you don't mind me asking, it, it had been several years. It had. Yeah, it had been it, very successful. It was the uh, Memphis model. Yeah. Which is which which is kind of known nationally. Yeah. Uh, other agencies throughout the country have, have looked at the program and and the gist of the program. And, and let me ask, I'm sorry to interrupt, sure. but, but what does that mean for the program to have been successful? Like as a as a person who, who supports sure. the city of Johns Creek with tax dollars in the state right. of Georgia, I like to know that money is being spent well. How, what made it successful? I'm sure you know. Well, it, basically the partnerships. Okay. Um, you know, looking back in law enforcement and mandate training okay. as we know we never were provided mental health training we're skills. not even sure everybody has mental health right right in the police Every- sorry that was a joke <laughs> no <laughs> sorry well, I mean, you're absolutely right board. everybody doesn't have the training <laughs> and exactly every, right. like everybody don't have the experience that's exactly right so that's exactly a, right so paul was unique yeah uh himself in being the coordinator being one of the first uh instructors for the cit training here in the state of georgia wow so once he Received that training, he became one of the trainer of the trainers. Yep. Uh, he was the coordinator here in the city of Johns Creek, and also one of the coordinators with Fulton County Police. Uh, that was his specialty, as part of his experience, and he was one of the trainers. So initially, uh, when we started Johns Creek Police Department, we realized at the same time that possibly one out of every five calls that Johns Creek Police were getting were dealing with persons in distress. Wow, 20% of all the calls. Or wow. a person 
that was dealing with some type of mental illness. Uh-huh. And most of the time, uh, we received calls from family members, and they were dialing 911 for help mm-hmm. because that means something's escalating. Something yep. has escalated, right. or that person have been self-medicating themselves, and they're not doing it the way it's prescribed to be. Yeah, which, by the way, is a huge problem in mental health stuff because as soon as they start taking the whatever medication to solve the problem, then they think they don't have a problem, and they stop. stop And and I'm not a doctor, and I shouldn't be making comments like that, but it is so, so very common. Hey, if you've just joined us, you're listening to a podcast. I'm Cleve Gaddis. I'm host of the Go Gaddis Real Estate Radio Show every Saturday morning at 9 a.m. on AM 920. I've got Paul Michaud in the studio with me today, and I've also got Brian Weaver. Brian, you actually happen to be running for mayor. Uh, if anybody's watching the video, they can see it on your shirt. And this is not something where we're saying the Johns Creek Police Department or the initiative we're talking about is supporting you as mayor uh, whatsoever. But I do want to put it on the record right now that you have my full support uh, for your uh, your candidacy uh, for may- for being mayor of Johns Creek. I've known you for a long time. Uh, whenever I need advice on how to be the best parent I can possibly be, you are the one I run to. And you have always been very gracious to take care of me. So let's go back and keep talking about the program. So, Paul. You went to Memphis. You learned about a new program that will take the police force, put them in partnership with, I would assume, individuals who work for the state of Georgia. Tell us about that. So basically, the the partnership involved um, not only the police, but the mental health professional community. Okay. Uh, One of the biggest parts of the program is the training aspect. Okay. So um, being that law enforcement had never had that type training. Right. And when I talk about training, I'll explain it exactly. the breakdown of the, the specific skills that okay. we teach uh, police officers. Okay. And one of them, the main one, is de-escalation. Okay. You know, how to de-escalate a situation that you might encounter. And um, there is, it, it's a very specific skill So set it's interesting. So what you might do with a person who has no mental health issues might be to actually escalate a little bit to get them to, to, to back off or calm down. But maybe if you do that with a person who's not mentally stable, right. then the opposite happens right. is, is that right is Absolutely. that a, it's a layman's term but i mean you kind of okay sure. that makes sense they have triggers yes and those triggers are usually initiated by a response from law enforcement because if law enforcement is not trained in that cit area then they don't recognize those triggers and if that person becomes violent it could be something that that com- I, i'm not going to say the police caused it but they certainly didn't help it they didn't they didn't solve the problem right it could be tragic right or uh, result in a serious injury yes in fact i think i remember uh, us having some incidents that ended in in a not a very good ending in the city of johns creek that i think might have been mental health related absolutely uh, if i remember correctly paul go ahead and, and continue on so basically, uh, with the training, the first part of the, uh, it's a 40-hour course. Okay. And the first part of the week, specifically, we bring doctors in to talk about brain disorders and what they mean and, and kind of like a medical-type right. uh, training right. on, on specific disorders. And then what happens is we um, b- basically interact with uh, the partnerships, uh, meaning NAMI is, is a big partner yeah, yeah. when we started yeah. it. Yeah, very good organization. Right. Great resources there that that we needed to know about as law enforcement being out there. Um, And then also, um, like I said, I mentioned before, I know uh, the GBI director, Vernon Keenan, was very instrumental in trying to put this initiative back in the day started. The the first part of it is is the training, and then we get into more of the specific de-escalation skills. Okay. And um, how to do that, the importance of doing that, your body language. Right. Your environment. Um, and then what we do is uh, we do a lot of role playing. 
Okay. So then we actually put scenarios together that are actually real life situations that have happened in the past. Right. And we've run people through. And one of the, the biggest interesting thing, I, I guess, it, you know, that was an obstacle for law enforcement is, again, we didn't have uh, this type of training in mandate. And now we're introducing communication skills to officers that never, never really got that training. Who, 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 and those communication skills might be good all the time. Like right. they might be not just with a, a person who might not be mentally stable, right. exactly. but I mean, sometimes right. police officers have never been really taught how to communicate right. in a, in a very empathetic way, which right. is really probably what, what, what you're learning when it comes to this type of training. So it, what is the name of the initiative again? I'm sorry. Name of the initiative is the mobile crisis, unit. mobile crisis unit. And so it, is it all just about training the local police officers to deescalate or are there other parts of the program as well? There's other components to it. Okay. Um, that's just a small part is, is training the, the officers and it seems early, like a big part, right. a small part, but exactly. a big part. Yeah, exactly. So that happened early two thousands and then it kind of evolved. Okay. And, and what we, we had at, at Johns Creek is 20% of the officers within the department were um, crisis intervention team trained, okay. Okay. right? So that was very important. Um, they had to volunteer to do that. We didn't want to, um, it, it takes a very specific skill set uh, to be able to, to do that type of work. And then uh, more importantly, these are the guys who are out there getting the calls for service, right. right? They're out in the middle of the night. So when a crisis does arise, we wanted to make sure that we got the appropriate officer uh, to the scene to yep. help de-escalate it if possible or provide some resources for the family a uh, big part of it was um, you know some family members just didn't know what to do well, they uh, no nobody knows right, what right, to do when right. you're dealing with mental That's health why they stuff. Call yeah. it is yeah. such a confusing thing I said my sister and I've been dealing with it for a long time and mm -hmm. and wherever you go you get different answers nobody seems to have the right answers and uh, what a great concept if you got 10 police officers on duty and there are two of them who are qualified to handle right. this type of thing and you Absolutely. send one of those two you know Susan or John or whoever it is right. what a great great opportunity let me ask you this why does the community at large need to know about this program and what can the community at large do to help well just like Paul alluded to earlier the community can be educated on what to do okay and certain resources that are available to them okay that they may not so, so if there was an issue and they call they might say we need somebody that's trained in mental health issues to come out here uh, is that what you're talking about in terms of being a little more proactive and involved in the process well they could okay if they have made their call before but yeah. most people only make their call initially just dial 911 right and they just crying out for help yeah and then so we have to disseminate the information to the officers to make sure they understand what the call is all about yep and a lot of times they supervise on duty will make sure that there's a person who's trained, yep. CIT trained, what uh, Lieutenant Michelle alluded to earlier, yep. that has the experience to de-escalate that situation. Which is huge. And when you talk about being proactive, yes. what we want to make sure is, is that rather than the worst case scenario uh, calls for service, yes. whether it, it's uh, somebody suicidal, to be able to uh, be proactive and, and get the resources prior to that. For a couple of reasons, they've, they've shown that research has shown that that uh, this type of training reduces injuries to to citizens uh, and officers. And I officers. Officers. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so that makes it, sense. Yeah, and it reduces calls for service, meaning that if you can handle a call appropriately, appropriately the first time, rather than you know ten, twenty calls dealing with the same issues mm -hmm. and no resources being given yep. for some form of 
you know, closure yeah. or help or treatment. And ultimately, that's what we want to make sure is that we get the appropriate treatment so that that person can get help. Can get help. The help right. they need. Right. Because most most people are what we call repeat customers. That's right. Uh, it's an ongoing issue. I mean, a lot time. of times those problems do not go away. Exactly. I mean, you can you can maintain them, you can manage them, but they they basically do not do and, not go away. And that's why it's so important to have the behavioral health care technician riding with the police to deal with that. So that's part of the program too. That's is you'll have somebody who works for the state right. that will actually okay, good. And yes. so, how does it get funded? The city of Johns Creek funds a portion, and then there's a grant from the state, or no? Grant from the state, totally funded totally. by the state. It has no impact on the Johns Creek budget. Wow. That's why it was a win-win situation, and yeah. that's why. I started the initiative once I found out about it mm-hmm. that we could possibly start it because there was no impact on the budget. The council unanimously uh, approved it. Yep, it love that. Win-win. And I'm gonna be honest with you, as a taxpaying citizen, this seems to me like one of the things we maybe should be paying for because it's very, very important. I love that you got it absolutely free, but what a wonderful use well, of uh, of state resources. Well, you pay your t- state taxes, so it's that's all true. Part that's of true. That, that is so true. You, you are that, paying for it, but not directly. That, that so is it's part of your state taxes that you pay for. Those are the sources and the resources that are available to you as a taxpayer. So we're just utilizing the resources that are available. And it's a win-win for everybody because what you have, you don't have police officers get injured. Yep. You don't have the family members get injured or what a, what that person who needs the attention yep. get injured. Yep. So we're trying to reduce. It's a win-win, win-win-win. It's not just two wins. It's right. win all the way around, the way family around. and everybody, which is amazing. Because you see so many uh, incidents all over the country where that person is seriously injured or maybe killed sometimes. Yep. Yep. And it's unnecessary. We've only got about a minute left in the podcast. Any other final comments you guys would like to make? Well, I'd just like to say thank you for inviting us today. Oh, my pleasure. Uh, this is a very uh, interesting and very needed topic of discussion. Yep. Uh, our community was waiting for this type of resource to be, be available to it, and it releases the burden of the police officers yep. because they don't have to get tied down with it. Paul can attest to that. Uh, a police officer is tasked with being a social worker. A lot of doctor, things way above way their pay grade. Thing. Exactly. Yep. And so this reduces that uh, possibility of them having to be a social worker and reduces the possibility of a person being seriously injured or killed. Love that. Paul, any well, final comments? And I think, um, Brian, you talked about some of the frustrations in law enforcement. And that is one is that it, it was frustrating not being able to help people. Yeah, because that's why we we got into the the line of work is to help people. Yep. So what this has done is it's provided so many different added resources now that we could actually make a difference and actually help families out or point them in the right direction to be able to get some treatment so that it actually helps people and that that's satisfying with the law enforcement and to be able to have these professional resources mm-hmm. here now. Yep. You know it it's it's evolving even more day by day. And I think, you know, most of the country is realizing the mental health issues that we have. Yep. And Uh, that we don't have great resources to help solve those problems, but we certainly need them. We appreciate you listening. I'm Cleve Gaddis. I am a local resident of the city of Johns Creek, a local real estate professional, Go Gaddis, real estate group at REMAX Center. I'm joined in my studio today with Paul by Paul Michaud, a retired, uh, I guess you were a lieutenant when you retired from the Johns Creek Police Department, and also uh, Brian Weaver, who is was a retired major uh, from the Johns Creek Police Department. I think 37 years worth of experience in Fulton County and uh, with the city of Johns Creek, who's also running for mayor. And I will close it out by saying, 
He has my vote and the vote of everybody in my family. Thanks Thank for you. joining us. Thank you. Thank you.